and let's do it live. <laughs> Doing it live. Doing it live. All right. Here we are. Design Huddle. Two great topics today. We're talking about the very, very popular trend of Zoom fatigue. This is so real. So we'll talk a little bit about the implications of doing as much video chatting as a lot of people are, especially designers during this pandemic. And then we also are going to revisit uh, the Nike hands-free Go Fly Ease trainers. One of the coolest shoe designs we've seen in recent memory that um, basically enables um, someone to slip on a pair of Nikes, or I guess like in the UK, don't you guys call them Nikes? No, well, it, it, it should be Nike because it's like from the Greek goddess Nike, right? So Nike is actually the right uh, pronunciation, but the British I feel like being, my, you know, my, my I feel like my British friends call it Nikes. We call it Nikes because we're, you know, we're, we, we invented English. That's basically, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not, it's, it, if you look at the historical thing, it's Nikki swoosh, like the goddess of speed or fertility yeah. or sports, whatever. So it's, it should be Nikki really, but so we're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right well the first topic i think is very timely very relevant um basically this comes from uh, stanford uh, the title is called stanford researchers identify four causes for zoom fatigue and their simple fixes uh, zoom fatigue you could basically apply to any video chat fatigue yeah. you know obviously the world has moved fully remote fully digital no surprise here that there's negative repercussions from sitting down and staring at a screen all day so a little bit to me when I first saw this was obviously, but I actually think the breakdown is very thoughtful. So Mustafa, what do you think? Uh, yeah, so um, this was done by Stanford uh, University or Stanford College, depending on which country. Again, you say potato, I say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they did the study just to, to figure out what Zoom exhaustion is or basically video conferencing exhaustion because people for the last year have been working from home, have felt have talked about being really tired. And there's an element of guilt attributed to that because like we're working from home and we're like well surely we shouldn't be tired but is this an excuse like what is what's going on here so they look to explore what's going on and they found like four reasons as to what this fatigue is it's like is causing causing this and so like reason number one excessive amount of close close-up eye contact is highly intensive so if you're continuously staring at people like face to face and you're trying to make eye contact uh, in the real world, we take breaks. Unless you're in love with someone, you just continue to stare at them. Uh, or if you're being a bit weird. But like in the real world, you do like naturally move away and sort of remove that. But if you start moving your eye contact away from the camera, you just think, oh my God, that's really rude. This person is just like looking, oh, this conversation is boring. So because of the intensity, that's going to tire you out over time. And you're constantly doing this throughout the course of the day. Um, and it's really unnatural just to continually stare, you know, stare. And we all do this, like we always nod. Just again, it's like trying to create these new social cues to uh, encourage the person to make them feel like, yeah, I am listening. I'm looking, you know. And you look look into the camera, even though the camera is not often like you know lined up with the screen, and it's a bit um, a bit weird. Uh, the second reason is seeing yourself constantly is quite like tiring. And again, I think. That comes down to you're becoming really self-conscious about the way you look, about you know how you're reacting or responding to the person. You may exaggerate. Yeah, imagine and staring in a mirror, staring at a mirror all day, right? Yeah, I do that anyway, but you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so vain. Um, but yeah, and no, I mean, I, can, I mean, we all are doing this, right? I mean, um, 
and that cognitive load is like you know constantly checking yourself um and making you self-conscious and at the same time you're trying to concentrate what's going on in the meeting which may be some really impactful important decisions which are being made and so the overload on the brain is going to be intense naturally um the third thing that they bring up is uh video chats uh, will reduce your mobility and so a friend of mine has been on twitter todd motto like an like popular engineer he's been going on how he's lost like so much weight over um lockdown because he saw pictures of himself going into lockdown and then he's like nah this is not how i want to be and so he does start exercising by like, doing mud runs as he calls them <laughs> basically in the countryside running on mud in the middle of the night um and he's lost a lot of weight and he's just saying i, I have so much energy so the opposite is also true like the more sluggish you get the less healthy you're going to feel much more tired and again this contributes to the first two um i mean i'm just rattling through these i mean have you got anything to add to any of this no i mean i think we should identify the problems i so far the first three um let's just one we we'll tie it up real quick the fourth one's the cognitive load yeah uh, is much higher in video chats that i mean this makes total sense right where it's basically like face-to-face interactions non-verbal communication is you know it's quite natural uh, but in video chats we have to work harder to send and receive signals so you have to takes a lot more uh, mental energy to like show that you're listening and you're being an active listener and like, you know, you're uh, being an act- active participant in the conversation. So all four of these, you know, spot on, totally agree. Excessive amounts. So just like real quick, my initial take, excessive amounts of close up eye contact is highly intensive. I find this very true. I have a large monitor. I also think that's, uh, so my, my, my camera's in the middle. So I'm constantly moving back and forth and I'm, I'm worried that people are taking me not looking directly at the camera as like, you know, I'm not paying attention or, or something along the lines and we're constantly multitasking. So I think that's, um, that's very real. The seeing yourself during video chats. I think that is, I think that is very true. Yeah. Um, I think that's nice that in certain video conference applications, you're smaller, so you don't have to focus on yourself, but they, the presentation if someone's screen sharing or the rest of the audience is the focal point which i actually really like i think that's a good design decision um, well they, they in the chat- article for stanford they do actually for yeah. each one of these points they do offer solutions and a lot of oh, it's like well, let's what are th- we doing let's do the solutions yeah no, uh, <laughs> they what well, they actually did exactly what you recommend what you what you um suggested and like changing the interface so like solution number one is like you know um recommend taking zoom out of full screen mode so then it's like you know you're reducing the amount of video screen and then maybe focusing on an activity i don't Um, think i've ever done i never do video conferences in full screen um ever even before you know the pandemic i've always have multiple windows like one usually to take notes yeah um yeah i just like I, i i think that's a relatable but i think from I mean, do you do you use full screen for video chat? It depends on like, so sometimes we do stand-ups where the whole point is us just having a chat and maybe we might play a word game. Like a friend of ours created a progressive web app word game where you, it's kind of like, um, what do they call it? It's, you have to draw, <laughs> basically you have to draw something and the person, the rest of the team has to guess what the word is. It's actually really, really cool. It's quite funny as well. Um, and because like you're trying to draw with a mouse and it's just hilarious. Uh, and so in those kind of things, either you'll have the drawing game will be full screen or like when we're just doing the initial, hey, how's everyone doing? Is everyone cool? Whatever. That will be full screen. Um, also, we've been exploring like design sprints 
remote. And so uh, you have things like, like jam boards or like using slide decks where people are just adding, like drawing sketches, taking photographs and putting them into the decks themselves or like Google Slides. Um, so then the focus isn't looking or staring or people staring at you. So that's been, that's been pretty cool. Um, so that that's like one of the solutions. The second one is uh, recommend uh, the platform's change the thought practice of beaming video to both self and others when really the others are what's the most important. Um, and that your so view the second one, so this... the second one was seeing yourself too much is fatiguing, and basically the suggestion is hide yourself. Yeah. So but what you suggested, like making yourself really, really small or at least invisible. Um, the only danger I have there is sometimes when you zone out in a meeting and you start checking your phone, or like you might play Angry Birds or whatever, and you but you put yourself on mute just to be sly. Um, you want to make sure that no one notices. So I suppose you could just switch your camera off as well. That's one. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's one option um so another solution is that recommending uh people think more about the room that they're conferencing in this is again about reduced mobility so i've seen people uh will put cameras further away or they might use a treadmill again i mean this is kind of like means it depends um what would be interesting if you could create a you know like you have the beer hats that they have in america during games or like <laughs> bath, whatever yeah they have two, like two cans in yeah yeah, I mean, this is a design. Again, this is all about finding the right product will solve the design solution. But if you could actually have the phone mounted, you could walk around your house and still have like a video conference chat because it will be looking right at you. Although you'll look a bit like a Dalek. Um, but yeah, so basically well, the, reduce the, mobility. The moving background would always be, also be like distracting too, right? So it's like... Yeah, I don't know. It'll, but I, I get what you're be, saying. That would be... A it'll be like, the, you know, the music videos where they try to get the image of the person's like high or stoned or whatever and like the background moves at a different pace or a different time to your head yeah, so, yeah you, know, you know what's funny is i'm watching uh i'm watching breaking bad and there's a scene when they're like you know like there's a party at at one, you know, one of the main characters house and that's the view that they have is like very yeah. close up on their face so yeah yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A very and the background cool cinematography style yeah i saw it in um i think it's like lock stock and two smoking barrels where he gambles the final bit of money and he loses and then it's like he's walking out the gambling joint and it's like that realization that he owes a lot of money now <laughs> that he didn't want um to owe yeah. so yeah it's that kind of distorted uh what have i done um the final solution is for cognitive load uh right um the other the last one is for the cognitive load is much higher in video chats um, it's like giving audio only breaks. This is actually quite clever where you don't show your camera at all. You just speak as if you're on the phone. Um, and that way it allows you to perhaps like take, like if you were to get the a video call on your phone and you could like walk around the kitchen and like you're, you're like removing this kind of um, stationary state. Uh, and so you're not, you know, smothered with gestures and, and then like, you know, perceptively realistic, but socially meaningless, meaningless uh nodding and shaking and you know sending emojis or whatever so you know i think these are good good like tips that people can actually do and i think especially the mobility one like, i start using a standing desk more now like sitting yeah i mean the, the for, for me the number one thing is that you need to own your day um like i think taking breaks between calls is the best thing and then just walking around even if it's just to like get a glass of water or changing up to a different room i think is so beneficial yeah. And something that's not listed here, I just think there's such inherent value in uh, going outside. Yeah. Fresh air, getting, whether, regardless of the weather, just getting outside. 
and trying to just like, you know, get some cold air in your face in the winter, I think is super, super helpful. Well, just but sunlight, vitamin D. It's like sunlight, we've seen yeah. people getting, uh, in the UK reporting a huge vitamin D deficiency. And there was um, a study, I think I was done, that showed that um, more vitamin D was good as a combatant to COVID. Again, we're not doctors here, so we're not like reading Facebook posts and go, well, we reckon what you need to be drinking. Um, but now vitamin D deficiency is a thing and it's mostly getting from the sun. People try to boost up with like supplements and stuff. But yeah, you need sunlight, like, not just from the window, being outside. I remember um, when my son was born, like, I think, John, this is a thing, basically, it's like not enough vitamin D, it's like a yellow in yeah. the skin. And the nurse was like saying, look, even if you're just 15 minutes near the window, just getting direct sunlight actually will help hugely. Help, yeah. Uh, so I think this is, yeah. So even if you've got a garden, a balcony, just walking out in the street, just go, if you can get a takeaway take cup of tea or coffee, just five minutes down the road, walk back and forth, like you really need it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think these are, like these tips are great. I mean, a lot of them might seem obvious, but I think people sharing and kind of acknowledging that there's a problem too is like half the battle. This isn't going anywhere. So I think we live in a world where we're going to be spending more times, you know, spending on video chat, um, and hopefully less as the world um, slowly gets back to a more um, normal schedule. So, yeah, I think the, the Stanford article is interesting because they have actually data to back it up. I think the insights were fair and um, the, it was very relatable. I mean, if you're not, if you don't have a desk job and you spend, you can just mostly do your own thing. You can have your own schedule, but you know, six hours straight on VCs is mentally draining for anyone. Yeah, and for your mental health, it's important to just, as we mentioned, take a break, step outside, get some fresh air. But we do that um, in office environment. That's what's weird. It's like you let me, you're less reluctant to do at home but more reluctant like more common doing like you know who wants to go to the, the kitchen you actually create those social moments we actually will do this but because you're not around anyone there's a, maybe there's a guilt that you think are oh, you not doing work because you're at home or whatever so you're more likely to st work for longer hours to make up for um your inability to concentrate so yeah i mean i would recommend everyone to try some of these tips we need to try ourselves um and yeah yeah those are brilliant so that was the the first portion um zoom fatigue the other one totally transitioning to very cool topic uh nike's new hands-free uh fly ease trainers so if you haven't seen these really cool design um so everyone knows nike they released their laceless nike go fly ease trainers which can be put on and taken off without using your hands that's amazing um, they called they called laces uh antiquated which i thought was like so funny and like very nike that like like laces are now outdated um can you cool tie laces because i can't <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I can't i try yeah so no it's actually really interesting so everything was rooted in um the design here is was yeah. rooted in um accessibility which i think is just incredible so there's a quote here from nike's design lead so i'm just gonna read it real quick um Shoes for a long time have been a bit antiquated in the way that we undo laces, then lace them up. This is more of a modern, more elegant way to get in and out of your shoes. It's way easier. You don't even have to think about it. Um, and if you're listening, the shoe basically goes into, think of it like a, almost like an A shape um, or a v, uh, an upside, I guess an upside down V, but an A is the best way of thinking about it. You place your foot in similar to like if you're putting your foot into like a high heel um, and then you press down. The motion to me, um, if you've ever been skiing or snowboarding, it's kind of like strapping in your boots. Yeah. 
um, that's like the motion that reminds um, you know well, me the most. What but reminded me of is like cool. Back to the Future. Like you know, there's magical trainers that we wanted that self tying laces. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, did you know that Nike actually made a version of those, the ones that you can really? Yeah, they're in, we'll have to do. I'll have to. I'll, we'll <laughs> have, have to, to do some. like a recap on it. It's incredible. They're so cool. You hit a button and then they like auto lace. But oh wow! Um, but but the thing the is, thing if the button was on the was in the sole, this design yeah. with that, you won't even have to. Put, you just put your foot in. It's like yeah, that would be cool. So the uh, the uh, there was one other interesting thing that I wanted to the, uh, accessibility. Yeah, I mean the accessibility thing is huge, right? So if you're um, I don't know. There's a lot of different use cases for people that aren't able to tie their shoes. You'd be able to slip in and have these and be able to take them off by just, you know, you know, ever you ever after a long day, you don't feel like undoing your shoes. So you just do the put your one, you know, the side of your foot on the back you heel. Step on one. To the, yeah, yeah step on one. Well, <laughs> what do you that's mean? That's what I do every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about it, the design team was probably like, does anybody else take their shoes off like this? Let's exactly. design a shoe to basically you know, accommodate for everybody else like that. But that's ergonomics, so, right? You're, you're designing around the people, right? And their actions. It's like, cause I think Ikea did this design where they found, when they tried to make a, a wireless charging, they thought, where should we put this wireless charger? And they watched, uh, they do a lot of ethnographic studies where they sit in someone's house on a high chair and just watch where, how people move. And they found that people put their phone next to the bed, um, bed dresser or little tables that people have in their bedrooms. Yeah. So for make the wireless charger in the, the little cupboard near near people's beds because that's naturally where people are placing their phone. So again, this is like, you're, you're looking at how people behave and you're customizing the design to suit the patterns rather than forcing people to learn a new pattern. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> so it's funny, like, relate, or very related is that the... So when the, when the Nike team, design team was thinking about this, the idea was like, when you think about accessibility, you think of it as like anybody universally can use it. Like we think about yeah. that all the time for website accessibility, right? How can it be accessible to anyone and everyone? So the team basically went with that mindset. We want an everyday shoe, but we, it can be used by a broad range of people. So they wanted it, the, 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 I guess like the design um, problem or prompt was, how can we create the most universal shoe ever? Um, so they basically created some personas and the, the design lead mentions that it was for women that were going through pregnancies yeah. to an athlete who doesn't have hands to a busy mom to even a lazy husband who doesn't want to walk the dog. So they're literally that just typing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That last one doesn't really resonate with me, but um, <laughs> that's the only one that resonates with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, another episode in the books. Thanks everyone for joining. If you haven't done yet. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter and tune in every Monday for new episodes of Design Huddle. Thanks, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Design Huddle. The opinions expressed are solely our own and do not express the views or opinions of our employer.